Please be advised, this recording does contain mature subject matter. You may find some words, phrases, and inferences that may trigger you, so please be advised and be warned. Hey everybody, Dungeon Master Academy here with another podcast for you. I am going to review spells. Now, I have said in the past it's not important for DMs and GMs to know all the spell content. Obviously, the mechanics are the key. So in this podcast, we are actually going to review spells based on their, how shall we say, classification or school. Um, A lot of people use different terminologies um you know there's uh if you're like me or you plan on being creative with spell schools one of the things i like to do is i like to give anybody with an inherent spell casting ability right so artificer bard cleric druid paladin ranger sorcerer warlock wizard um i know a lot of that can be lineage-based, class-based, uh, you know, arcane versus nature versus pantheon, right? The different sources of the magic. So what we're going to review are the different schools. Um, and I'm going to list them really quick and then kind of explain why you'd at least want to know some of this information. One reason why you probably want to know this is when I develop NPCs or I develop um, key protagonists or antagonists in my arcs, often to make it easier for me as a DM or GM, I will pick a school that they stick to so it adds to the flavor of the background of the NPC protagonist or antagonist. Uh, For example, my favorite school is necromancy um, for a lot of my stories because it allots me the ability to not have to know all the spells so if you know my selected individual is necromancy based it's a lot easier for me to understand how that individual is going to role play as an npc protagonist or antagonist right so here's a list of, of the schools abjuration conjuration divination enchantment Evocation, illusion, necromancy, and transmutation. Now, do you need to know every single spell in those lists? No. Mostly what I'm recommending here is at least understand them from a cursory level so that as your players, here's another reason why it might be helpful. If your players are asking you know, detect magic, right? One of the ways I flavor it is with a coloration. So for example, um, enchantment is purple, divination and abjuration are blue, conjuration is like a gold, necromancy is a green, transmutation is like a bronze. You can use those color codes to kind of help you describe the detect magic. Also, the detect magic allows the caster to understand the magical nature of the item. Most items are enchanted. Um, Whether they're enchanted with good or bad things may be relevant to the school if you decide to flavor it. For example, a lot of times 
I'll describe the cursed item as enchanted with a bit of a greenish. I'll describe it as an enchanted, uh, you know, purplish green coloration. Gives the caster an opportunity to possibly understand that there could be something else going on here. But I leave that up to individual DMs and GMs to provide that. So once again, understanding the spell schools at the very minimal level, I think will help you as a DM or GM in your world, because obviously you're gonna have casters in your game. They're going to obviously feel that you have a higher degree of knowledge than they do. Um, it's a false narrative. It's not important for a DM or GM to know spells with infinite detail. I've always stated that if you feel a passion and you enjoy reading content through and through, by all means, go for it. Um, but I think the third and final reasons, I think what, what helps by knowing these schools, I actually have developed my own school in my homebrew world called Matter Magic. Um, one of my campaigns, there's no weave. And the weave is the source of arcane magic. Um, you can look up the history of uh, uh, the spell plague. Um, it's, uh, you know, Forgotten Realms based. It's in that lore. Um, there's a whole bunch of lore behind that. But in my Faerun Reborn campaign, um, the weave is destroyed and is considered toxic. And it's all, it's a version of the spell plague that's come back. So like all things that adapt to their environment, those arcane individuals now have a new school called matter magic where they use the physical properties of items and the consumption of that property via a um, magical means and also through their natural innate ability which has a potential physical effect on them just not as severe um, so I built a new school. Uh, it's kind of a cross between transmutation and um, evocation. And it's just fun. It allows people to still be casters in that world in case, you know, they don't want to go nature or they don't want to go, um, you know, they don't want to necessarily go uh, pan Pantheon, whether it be Warlock, Sork, or Pally or Cleric. Uh, but once again, knowing these schools can be very helpful. Um, know them for your own purposes of in-game immersion uh, players using the detect magical ability how you describe magical um, properties once detected and the idea that now that you know how schools of magic work on a surface level you can feel a little bit more comfortable in homebrewing your own school of magic as a way to insert some immersion um, into your campaign so just some food for thought. Um, if you do enjoy reading, please feel free to read each one individually. Go through all the spells. Uh, the other thing I mentioned earlier is it, it also makes for fun immersion for NPCs, antagonists, protagonists. If you build a certain school around them as well. And it makes it, let's be honest, if you don't need to know seven different schools <clears throat> that may be relevant to your NPC, protagonist, or antagonist it definitely makes your life a lot easier from a standpoint of running that uh, individual character. So as always, uh, Dungeon Master Academy asking you all to be safe out there, and we will talk to you again later.